we're back oh. in the shack. Oh, oh, my flow and the whatever you said the last oh. two times. I don't hey. remember. Hey, hey, <laughs> oasis faces. Want to be in different places? Oh. We can't even hear you, bro. <laughs> Y'all need to listen to Nicki Minaj, the queen of rap. Oh, and then you'll uh, get get better. Yeah. Well, I'll welcome, 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 song, everybody. Stupid hoe. Is that the one? <laughs> I'll start there. Whoop, whoop. I'll start there. I get a crack like a bad bat. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, everybody, back to Successfully Unsigned. I am one of your hosts, Dale Shack. With me is DJ Patty G and DJ Overheat. And today, on our podcast about providing information uh, for success. Um, what what is our catchphrase again? I Patrick forgot it last time. I'm forgetting it this time. Um, professional advice from unprofessionals. Thanks. <laughs> Teamwork again. Don't forget the uh, the motto of your podcast. Yeah. But here we are back in studio, Shaq, and tonight we want to talk to you about the concept. The question is: Music for you? So it's a deep one. What does that mean? What does it mean? Is music for you? We were talking about this earlier before we started recording, and it's one of those it's one of those questions that every artist has to encounter and has to face at some point in their career. Mm-hmm. Is what you're doing for you? Do you need to continue on this path, or do you need to find something else? But you know what's for us? Show and yell first you're right <laughs> showing you i was like hold okay, up don't Dale, get too deep you're don't banned deep. from intros now you're banned <laughs> oh my goodness you're gone this hey man. i was a one you're track gone. my mind was on one track when i asked y'all what it was about i, I forgot about everything else <laughs> oh my goodness so this, showing this you early out. stage dementia is cracking me up tonight I, I think it's more than early stage man yeah um i do want to say these boys were smart and well we're at dale's house so here I could change clothes, but David brought a change of clothes. Um, but I am exposing us. What we're recording. We're doing episodes. more than one episode on a single night. Yeah, what? I didn't have anything change into, and I'm still holding lightning. Go MTSU! I love school spirit. No, I don't. This is literally the only like school merch I bought. <laughs> I would not have changed if you. You've exposed us now. <laughs> well, they're going to see that I'm wearing... I'm in a, I just, I'm in a shirt look, that's going to make look, me burn look, look. up in the next hour. I'd rather them know that we're exposed and doing two episodes in one than them think that I am an outfit repeater. repeater. Oh, Lizzie McGuire, you are an outfit repeater. Oh, my God. You know, um, this this is <laughs> how we expose that. the entire music industry right here. Yeah. Everything happens in shady back rooms yeah. uh, all in one night. Yeah. This episode is, is music for you. The next one is is podcasting for us. Yes. That's we, the next one is yeah, for us. We need to do a podcast we're, on yeah. how to do a We're going to go to some conferences and try to learn a few things. Um, yeah. and, um, speaking, and by we, we mean Dale. <laughs> well, speaking of shady back rooms, I want... <laughs> we posted a TikTok of when we were in here, and someone saw this, these like string of lights, and they go... Are those ants going up your wall? No. <laughs> yes. For real? And I said, yeah, Dale's just really dirty. <laughs> Yo, what? <laughs> he straight up thought, I did. I saw that. that was yeah, good. I eventually was like, okay, no, just kidding. They're just a string of lights. So yeah. you need to probably like turn these on or something. Well, I can't. It broke. You don't have batteries? No, no. The the um, oh. the spring inside where the batteries go f- broke off. That's what you get for going cheap. Um, so yes, these are ants, everyone. Sorry, Dale is just a little messy. If you know me, you would know I hate ants. He does hate ants. I yeah. don't like ants. Yeah, he hates ants and anties. I like anties, but Ante. I hate ants. Hey man, okay, I just I just killed a ton of them in my house. We put a bunch of ant traps out, and it's like one of those liquid ones where they go in it. Ew. Thousands of dead ants just on my window seal. And why, why did you let us go to your house? Because, you know. I mean, we love you, but. I was hoping that they would. I've, I don't wow. know. I said we. I said we. Dale I just said used the, the L word in like on a podcast. That is shocking. The L word. I'm trying to be He more, does not say love. Oh. I do. And. It, I'm just very specific when I use it, hmm. but I'm trying to be more vocally expressive and 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 more verbally affirmative uh, in this coming up next half of the year. I'm trying to make some changes in my life, and that's one oh. of those things. I'm trying. Glad that the, it's not after easy. We're four it's years not easy. into our friendship. <laughs> 
to us where sometimes you you are so smart. You're like one of the smartest guys I know, but sometimes it sounds like you've just learned how to talk. <laughs> like you've just learned how That's to string so a sentence. No, true. I'm just very careful in the way I word That's so things. true. No. It takes time verbally for my brain. Verbally exp- expressive and verbally aware of the things showing you. Sorry. Thank you. Dale, what's your item? <laughs> my item. I don't know that I yelled it on the last episode. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. My item is dun dun dun. It is a practice mixer. It, why are y'all not yelling? It's a practice mixer. Why did that sound sound like Shaggy? Sound yeah. like Shaggy. <laughs> sound like Shaggy. Uh, yeah. So it is a practice mixing console. <gasps> um, Primarily with the concept, or not the concept, with the um, purpose for like theater, the, uh, theater applications, which I um, is is one of the one of the realms in which I work, uh, doing uh, theater, sound, and lights. And in this, it's it's set up. I mean, it's just literally just a piece of wood with a laminate front and faders, just that slide up and down in the wood. And it's there so you can read through your scripts. Uh, if you don't have the console with you and you don't have the actors with you, you can read through it and mix like, okay, I know this character's coming up here. Okay, then they enter, then they enter, but then this other one exits and then you have this, all these groups that enter, right? You can go through the entire play on your own with your script without needing the actual console, without needing you know any of the actors, without needing the theater, all that kind of stuff. You can sit down and go through the entire show this way. Um, and this was given to me actually just... Uh, just about a month ago, uh, by a friend of mine named Jamie, he uh, he had one of these, and he's like, "Hey, I have this." He's like, "It's still new in the box. I haven't used it. Would you like it?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure. I I I, you know, do sound for, for sound and, and and stuff for um for theater. So it I am looking forward to using it and kind of practicing with it, and especially like when I get into doing some some small teaching with uh, with children that come through wanting to learn about tech. You know, I can give those kids this to to learn a few things. Can I play with it? Yeah. It's very tactile. It's yeah, fun. I've been wanting to. Yeah, push I feel those like buttons. I feel like a baby on an iPad. Yeah, it looks like like a speaking <laughs> spell or something. Like, like something this is a, this is the perfect this like Dale's future child will play with this. Yeah, probably. Yeah, like baby audio. Yes, <laughs> baby, baby Dale will be over there on the. <laughs> it's like, Daddy, is this pre fader or post fader? Oh He's goodness. like, put it down, son. What was it? What this would his so son's fun. name? What Ooh. would his son's name be? It'd be something like know. like Brock or something. Oh, Brock. Brock? I'm kidding. Probably, he's, probably not not the, like... he's not the first gym leader that I'm about to go battling Pokemon. <laughs> he'd probably be like, um, I don't know. Huh. It'd probably it'd be like it, it, scale. Be it would like just rhyme sort of with or something. Yeah. Be. Oh, wow. Come here, grassroot. Oh, jeez. What? <laughs> grassroot? <laughs> I don't know. That... No, he'll just name him Shaq. It is like. No. Shaq Shaq. Shaq Shaq. <laughs> Oh my goodness, like Jack Jack. <laughs> Jack Jack Shack Shack. Uh, Jack Shack. No, Please don't actually, name your kid Jack actually, Shack. I is his name Jack or I think his name is Jack. So I, I so there's there's another band that I work with and I go around um doing live sound for uh, events with them. Yeah. And uh I didn't know this at the time, but their current sound guy that well, I say the current sound guy. The guy that was currently doing sound the first day I went and, and kind of met all of them was named pretty sure it was jack and i found out months later after working with this band that everyone just assumed i was related to him because his last name is also shackleford mm-hmm. and i was like i have no idea they're like so jack, you're jack, related jack, to jack, jack right and i'm like who's hmm. who's jack i i met this guy once like months ago it'd be like, perfect if his name was joe and they got you with the joe mama honestly yeah be like who's joe would you be joe mama oh, but yeah no not I, I again don't. I think his name was Jack. It might have been Jack. You should have played the crickets might have been on that Jake. one. Um, what's what? your item? Oh, wait. Do you have one? Yeah. Here. Oh. Oh, yeah. My item is oh. my left shoe. Um, my left oh. shoe. Your Yo. left shoe! Yo. Um, I don't have an item, if you can't tell, but this this is my item for for now. Um, it's, it's a nice shoe. I'm not sure what brand it is, but it's really nice. The shoelaces are broken because my dogs chewed them. Uh, there's probably some bird poop or dog poop on the bottom of they this somewhere. They look a little crusty. Somewhere. Yeah, they're not great. Um, but Crusty, yeah. musty, and dusty. That's, that's my item. 
And uh, that's that's all I have to say about that. Do you want another item? I have a room full of stuff no, I can give you. I have another one. Uh, another shoe, I know. But. Yeah. My my right shoe. This one is yell pretty it, much... Sim- it. I don't even... My right shoe! And so this one... Uh, Why did you swirl it around? Like it, so they like could it see was the full thing. You're like... Li, 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 li. Oh, like God, it stinks, too. I'm sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> again, we've got... Oh, this is a nice little touch here. I think that's dog poop right there. Or maybe it's just mud. I don't that's know. so gross. But Crusty, it's not dog musty. poop. But I don't know. But yeah, that's my item. And um, yeah. You could probably sell that, though. Oh, yeah. Um, if y'all want to buy merch from uh, DJ Overheat... <laughs> yeah. I'll just give you a, like a little bit of the dog poop and put it in a bag. And Ew. Put it on the, uh, okay, no, stop. Which dog is it though? That's the question. Mm. Okay, are we ready for mine? Yes. Victoria Stalls. <laughs> what? Okay, so last episode we had Margot Robbie, uh, Barbie movie. Now these are not Barbies. These are dolls. Okay, they are not associated with Testy Barbie. Possibly Mattel. I'm not sure, but I believe they're Hasbro. So, oh, wait. Actually, I can see. Fisher Price? Oh, no. I don't even think they're associated with Hasbro. That's how you know these are cheaply made. So, Victoria Stalls. This is Tori Vega. This is Trina, her sister. Mm -hmm. Um, Trina was so iconic. This one even has the Fazzini boots. If you watch Victorious, you know what that is. This is Tori from the first episode where she sings Make It Shine. She actually does sing, but I think it's broken. Um, so, fun story. I had... The Victorious dolls are not easy to come by. The Ariana Grande doll, the cat doll, will easily sell for three to $600. What? Um, yes. Yes, because Ariana Grande is like such a you know big thing oh never mind um and then even the liz gillies one is pretty expensive so they're they're hard to come by the tory ones are a lot easier but the trina one is hard to come by so let me let me see if i can get her sing come on come on yeah like break her arm to get her to it's not okay it's not going to work wait well why do why do all of your dolls make noises? Not all of them, just some of them. Like the Hannah Montana one does. But it's because they're singing shows, hello. Anyway, oh my so I know everyone's a hater on Tori. I think we all sing, but I I like Tori. Wait, does she not sing, for real? No, she, no I, I, it needs new batteries. Ugh. Okay, so... Wait, try it again. <laughs> try it again. Are you, are you trying to... Oh. <laughs> Nice. Oh my goodness. I was like, it's not going to work. Okay. Sorry. So I had posted on TikTok. Someone asked me like, so I got the Lindsay Lohan doll, which y'all have seen. And someone asked like, I, I said, it's one of my grail items, which for collectors, that means like an item that you really want. Um, and someone asked, what are your other grail items? I said, the Victorious dolls. So someone asked, and I said, the Victorious dolls. And some random person who just found my video named Jordan commented and was like i have a trina and tori doll you can have them oh oh i remember this mm-hmm. story it was super sketch a little bit and i was like oh like how much he's like no you can just have them and i was thinking he needed like he lived i don't know somewhere else and so <laughs> here's some internet safety kids don't don't do what i do i sent him my address <laughs> <laughs> I sent a stranger on TikTok my address. Um and then he's like, "Oh, no, I like I saw your video on uh this place in Nashville. Like I live in Nashville." And I was like, "Oh." He's like, "Yeah, so we can just like meet up and I can give them to you." And I was like, "Okay." So I was like, "Well, hopefully he doesn't me, you yeah. know, in the middle of the night." Just throw you in a van. Um so it was months later. He was he was really nice. I met him in the in a parking lot at a mall. There was plenty of people around, so nothing super sketchy. But he literally just gave me these dolls. Which this one, like I said, this one probably goes for about twenty bucks. But Trina, she is not easy to come by, okay? She probably can cost upwards of like hundred, hundred fifty dollars. Um, I get her. Immediately broke her leg off on accident. 
which is very upsetting. But so it's fine. I taped I taped it. It should be fine. Well, I don't know if you can you probably can't really see, but um actually Dale, can you like hold up her leg to the camera? Please. Do you, where you see the marking? Thank you. Okay, so if you see they're autographed because this one has it too with an M and a B. That stands for Matt Bennett. So, Matt Bennett, who played Robbie on Victorious, does this tour where he will, like, do a DJ show of, like, um, Nickelodeon songs, Disney Channel songs, all kinds of songs. um, All from, like, specifically from your childhood. And I went to it with my friend Jordan a couple months ago, and I brought these dolls because I was like, I want him to see them because he was on the show with these people. And he saw them. And so he was like, come up here, come up. Well, I didn't go on the stage, but like I went up toward it and I handed them to him. And then he was like, are these for me? And I was like, um, can you just sign them? (laughs) (laughs) And I felt bad because I don't want him to think Matt Bennett. I look, I still have them. I'm not going to sell them, obviously. But I didn't want him to think I was going to sell them. But at the same time, I'm like, like I said, these dolls, especially the Trina one. I was like, it's not easy to come by. Don't be taking my Trina doll. Matt Bennett. Anyway, so he signed them. That's really cool. And I'm seeing Matt Bennett again this Friday. So I thought this was a relevant time because I'm going to a DJ show again. I don't think I'm going to bring these because they were kind of a hassle to carry around. Um, but and and when I posted, I like posted a TikTok and I posted a picture of like the dolls at the show and everything. The girl who plays Trina, Daniela Monet, saw it and commented a skull emoji on my Instagram post because she thought it was funny that I have a doll of her. So she probably thought it was creepy. Right. Yeah. Well, she knows that this doll exists. She probably has one. Think deep people have dolls of themselves? You best believe that one day when I have my own doll, I will have multiple of myself. <laughs> There'd be so many. My my goal is doll of myself and i also want a licensed costume of myself at like halloween stores but also i want knockoff halloween costumes of okay me. i'm with you on that that would yeah. be so cool yeah. yeah can you imagine like a bunch of little kids running around like like baby patrick oh my gosh but yes. knockoff baby patrick oh yeah so um it'd be like a michael myers mask would it be his like Oh, poorly made synthetic mask. his face. (laughs) Anyway, so um, I love Victorious. It's genuinely, I'm so serious. Like, I get such a nostalgic feel for it when I watch it. Like, it brings me such happy memories. And it's genuinely so funny. And it's just my one of my favorite shows. And um, I don't know. I just love it so much. And so I'm happy to at least own a couple of the dolls. If anyone is looking to get rid of a Liz Gillies or Ariana Grande one, please send it my way. I will give you a whole $50 for each one, even. Mm. Wow. You heard it. Straight so, from him. Straight from the Bennett, man. And Matt thank you. And Danielle Mo- Mo- Daniela Monet, thank you. Mm. And with that, that concludes that, our show and yell. That concludes the show. That's, that's so it. I'm saying. This is our finale episode. Yeah. You know, we were ending <laughs> on that. This is our last day on YouTube. See you guys. Yeah. No, but we will see you right back right after this break. Have you been enjoying Successfully Unsigned? Then check out all of our other content on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and everywhere you can stream podcasts. Don't forget about our exclusive artist interviews and performances right here with Successfully Unsigned. Join us and like, comment, follow, subscribe, share with all of your friends, and tell us what your thoughts are about being an artist in the music industry. Welcome okay. back, everybody. We see you again. Do you see us? I see how so. soft he does it? <laughs> he's not very you. good at it. It's like peekaboo. screaming at us. It's like, we see you, you see us. I hope you see us. Yeah. Welcome back, everyone. Um, we are going to get into our topic of the night, which is, as Dale so lovely put at the beginning... And tried to start immediately. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was like excited for the topic. The show works. I I don't know why how the because show you're works. not cut out to be a singer. <laughs> you're right. Wow. You're right. You know this is this is we're actually, just gonna fight with each other. This the is rest one of the, of the topics. Show. This is one of the topics that um 
that I actually did have to mm-hmm. personally wrestle with. Yeah. Right. So uh, when I first went to college, um, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do specifically. I knew I wanted to be involved in music. I loved songwriting. I loved uh, I loved playing music, uh, performing. You know, all of that. Absolutely great. However, one of the questions that came up to me, and I, I didn't think it in these specific terms, like we mentioned earlier, um, but the question that I had was, can I do this? Am I enough for this? Is this something I can make as a lifestyle, as an artist? And you shake your head, Patrick, but that's the answer I came to. I love writing music. I love playing music. But being an artist, that's a lot. That is a lot to go through, and it's a it's a big commitment if you want to try to make a living doing that. It's not impossible. It's not something that you should just throw away, just, oh, you know, I, I can't do that. But it is something that you do need to seriously consider. And for me, I came to the conclusion that that was not where I was going to go for my career. Something I was going to continue doing. I'm going to continue and have continued writing songs. And, you know, I've had some really great experiences and really great opportunities writing and being an artist. However, for me, what I wanted to do was more of the engineering and production route. Yeah. And that's more, for me, mm-hmm. more of a stable and more of a um, consistent career path. Mm-hmm. And so I chased that route. Uh, that route. I chased that route down. Where's the rat? Uh-uh. Right there. Okay. That was good. I will give you that. No, but that, that for me, <laughs> for me, that's what I had to do, right? I, I, I wrestled with that question. I, rem- I specifically remember laying in bed, staring at a blank ceiling in my dorm room, like, okay, uh, at this point, I know, like, making a living and being and living the life of an artist, not what I want, not where I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and do I have what it takes? Maybe not, because that's a hard lifestyle. But what am I going to do instead? I want to be there in music. I want to be doing this. And I remember laying there in my bed, looking up at, the, at my ceiling, like you know, I really like recording the stuff that I write. Why don't I record other people? Mm-hmm. And so for me, that that was my personal experience wrestling with that very question. Yeah, you know. And I came down on the side of it's not for me. So, is being an artist for you something you have to think about? I'm looking you in their eyes right now. It's not. <laughs> so encouraging for a show about <laughs> hey, hey, but being an I mean, he, he says that, but some people need that. That's true. Some people need to be sat down, and they need to be kind of. You need to approach it like that, and and mm-hmm. just be realistic, yes, about it, and be like, this isn't what it's portrayed to be and there's nothing at all and there's nothing wrong Uh, let let me let me phrase it this way there is nothing wrong with being an artist and there's nothing wrong with living and chasing your life and your career to be an artist but those don't have to be the same thing you can continue being an artist and you can continue having fun writing music playing music going around town Mm -hmm. playing at different venues uh, you can continue and or or chase that lifestyle and that's not the same lifestyle as trying to chase your life to be a big top 40 artist that tours the world and makes that kind of lifestyle. Those are two different things. Neither one of them are wrong to go after, but you just have to know what your goals are and what you're trying to do with it. Is it more of just a side thing and it's your Mm -hmm. hobby? It's your way to, to relieve stress. Is it just your way to have fun at the end of the day? Or is it something that you want to seriously consider making your living and your primary income from? Those are two different things. Mm-hmm. And that's the question I think that we're really talking about. Because yeah. maybe you do need to sit down and realize, oh, yeah, I can't write to save my life. You know, maybe you do need to realize that. <laughs> you know, there's plenty of songs I've been like, ooh, I should not have ever wrote this. Yeah. You know, but for you, you, you do have to cross that threshold at some point. So how do you approach that? When do you approach that? Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick, your thoughts first. I have a lot of thoughts. Um... I don't know. I mean, like, I'm not an artist, so I don't necessarily have the same thoughts. But I do have those thoughts about, like, my personal career aspirations. And, like, I'm still in a creative field, you know, in design. And um, I, I, there are times where I'm like, okay, well, this is something that, like, eventually I want to do, you know, do my own business. But there are other things where, like, we've even talked about, like, this podcast where if 
it were to, you know, ever be launching where I'm like, I would be willing to do something like this full time and doing design on the side. And so, and like, I don't, I haven't necessarily had the full experience with design to where I know like, okay, like I could really, you know, make a full career out of this. Design is also probably a lot, it's a lot easier to become a designer than it is to, you know, become a huge or even a probably grade C singer. Uh, not grade C. You know what I'm trying to say. What are those called? Someone who like has a decent following but isn't like, you know, a huge pop star. C list. Yeah, C list. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, we didn't know what you were saying. He did? He was chasing a rat. Forgive him. Yes. Yes. Um <laughs> anyway, but I think I don't know. I mean, I think honestly, this goes for most careers that you're going to have to sit down and be like, okay, is this something that I genuinely can do? Is this something that I genuinely can make money on? Is this something that I am willing to put in my blood, sweat and tears? Because any long time career is going to be hard. Any of them. But I mean, like even one where there's like a pretty traditional route of like, okay, I need to go to school for this amount of years and do this, this and this, like a lot of jobs in healthcare. But if you're not passionate about nursing or whatever it is, you're not going to make it because that is hard. That is really hard to do. And if you're not passionate about it or you just don't think you're cut out for it, then you need to figure something else out. Just because there are aspects of it that you like, that doesn't mean you have to completely cut it from your life. But, you know, so I would say look at it the same way you would with any career and look at with music, but understand that music has its own separate, just like any other job, uh, things about it that are going to make it harder because it's such a huge, hard industry. Yeah. Um, agreed. I, I think a lot of people don't understand the work ethic, but I think a lot of people's issue is they run into the problem of like they're not sure how talented they are. Mm. And let me explain what I mean. You have a select group of folks who grow up in a town and they play their music for their friends or their family or their boyfriend or their grandparents. And everyone coddles and says, this is great. And even maybe a music teacher is like, this This is it's pretty good. And then they move to somewhere else or they get into a new environment. And then they start to realize maybe it's not as good as they thought. Mm-hmm. What do you do in that place, right? Like that place, that's a hard place. That is a hard place. To be. It's like this is not what I thought mm-hmm. that it was. So I came to that point in college. Where I had some stuff recorded, and I was like, is the talent there? Because at that point, I'd been studying music for whatever, five, six years. I'd been playing since I was 11, and then I started like studying right before high school in the college. And so I said, okay, how can I alleviate this? I need to get unbiased opinions about my music. And so good people to go to, your professors. Your professors in, like, if you're in the music field, sorry, um, like... Somebody that can be objective about the craft and about what they're hearing. Um, so I went to a lot of my music professors and I just, I told them straight up. I was like, be honest. Is this something that you could hear on the radio? Is this something that could, could be something here? And I explained the situation. I explained how I was feeling. A lot of those professors said, yes, it could. Um, but the production value needs to come up, you know. No, may need to invest in some vocal lessons. Like, just being straight up with me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I have never respected anyone more in my life than this one professor I had who, uh, he, I think he taught like audio fundamentals. He straight up was just like, dude, this, this has a lot of potential, but he was just like, you should, you need to work on your power and your vocals. 
And, and so I heard that and then I started to kind of realize once you see it through that lens, you can start to, um, improve in a certain way, but you, you also know the value commercially of what you're doing. Once you go to those people and get their opinions, also playing open mics, getting the practice, right? Um, but then you also have to confront the work ethic part of it. Yes. Which is when we've kind of touched on it, but you're not going to make a lot of money at first. You're just not, right? Um, so confront that and understand that what you're doing is an extension of what you love. It's not necessarily... Building a career should be something that's like, oh, you know, it's it's a side effect of doing what you love mm. off of it. And, and like, you should want that. You should obviously want the career and everything that comes with it. But you should approach it as this is something that I'm so passionate about doing and I can't live without doing it. And not it just as like, it's like you have to, to be around it and you have to be immersed in it. I sometimes I hate so much. And this is kind of getting kind of personal about myself. I hate so much that I love music. Like, I hate that I love it so much because I can't get away from it. I know that if I tried to be a salesman, I could be a pretty good salesman. I know that if I wanted to manage a restaurant, I could do that. There's other things that I could do at a high level and make a decent amount of money. But at the end of the day, what do I love? making music that that gives me joy like genuine joy and the thought of getting out of bed every day and going to a job where i don't want to be is honestly the worst feeling to me um but you also have to be realistic so it's it's a balance of the of the two and it's like dale was talking about too like he's found a way to take his artistry and kind of use other areas to to do that but also to like he said like i like to produce other people's music so he found another way to express that love for music in another outlet yeah that's another option right but if if we're specifically talking about artists here which i think most of you out there are um Understand the work ethic, get unbiased opinions about what you're doing, and understand that it's not going to be what you what it's painted out to be in the media. It's not going to be what you see on TV. It's not going to be what you see on TikTok or whatever. Victorious. Mm-mm. You know, and also understand that a lot of the the I'm sorry, I'm I'm saying a lot here. I apologize, but like social media is literally people it's people's highlights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's people's highlights. They don't show them on the buses, you know, between cities on tour, literally dying. You know, like they, they don't show any of that. Tours for most bands are the most exhausting thing. Yeah. Like it's a, th- it's a lot. And to stay on point, it, it you're going to be tested. You're going to be stretched. Like, do I want to do this? Is this for me? And, yeah, I mean, just as long as you, you come into it with that mindset, you come into it with like a cautious optimism, mm-hmm. I think the path to success is there and it's it's up to you. You get in what you, or you get out of it what you put in. And, you know, the, with that, you know, you, you listed out those things to expect or to not expect and one of the, and requirements of doing this. And one of the things that's required for, I'd say, 98% of the people that want to be an artist is it requires some change, right? We've talked on this podcast a lot about mm-hmm. like your public image, for instance, as an example of this or, or, or your growth in music, right? Mm-hmm. The stuff, your very first song you've ever written is probably never going to see the light of day. It's probably never going to make any kind of commercial success. Why? It's your first. Doesn't mean it's bad. Doesn't mean you shouldn't write it. You should write it. You have to write it, but that's not what's going to be shown to the public you know it's going to be your 
10th, your 30th, your 50th, your 100th song, whatever that is, those are going to be the songs that are actually worth anything because you've had practice to get there. You've changed mm. to get that to that point where it's actually commercially viable, which is, I think, the word you used earlier, which really strikes a nail on the head for this. To be commercially successful, you are going to have to change some things yeah. about yourself because it is a learning process. You're going to have to change how you how you present yourself to the public because most people... And a lot of artists that are big are pretty introverted. A lot of them get up there. I was just about to say that. If you're you're introverted in any way... This is tough. It's, it's going to be tough. Gonna, it, 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 you, like you said, this social media is is highlights of all of this. And to be an artist and make a living doing it is a job. It is a full-time job oftentimes. It's not something you can just casually do on the side 98% of the time. I would argue that it's more than a full-time job because I think about a full-time job. I, I work full-time, but I work my eight hours. I go home. If you are, and that goes for any entrepreneur, but if you are doing music for a full-time career, you are working 24-7. Like, mm-hmm. you are... Your brand is your job. You know, yes. Your eight yes. hours might just be your performance where you're actually making the money, but all the other hours of the day might be how getting you ready to be able to make money tomorrow. Because yeah. the same song that was making money today is not guaranteed to do that tomorrow. And if you're not ready for that, then like, you need to figure figure that out because for me i took i took a minor in entrepreneurship and like ultimately i'm like okay i think i would want my goal to be to own my own business own my own design business but there are other times where i'm like okay well if i were to start now i don't know if i have the drive <laughs> right now to be willing to work myself for that long and so you got you got to think about that. Like, am I ready to put in the work of? Oh, I'm going to be working constantly on my music. I don't know. So because I don't know how many times, even when you're sleeping, you're still creating. How many times have you woken up and in the middle of the night and been like, "I've got a song. I've got lyrics. I've got a melody. I've got a beat. Whatever that is." Even when you're sleeping, you are literally your mind is still doing the work. I mean, and it's that, and it's like. When you're not writing, you're in the studio. When you're not in the studio, you're touring. When you're not touring, odds are you've got ad deals or something. You've got yeah. video shoots. Have you been enjoying Successfully Unsigned? Then check out all of our other content on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and everywhere you can stream podcasts. Don't forget about our exclusive artist interviews and performances right here with Successfully Unsigned. Join us and like, comment, follow, subscribe, share with all of your friends, and tell us what your thoughts are about being an artist in the music industry. So, so we're back from that technical delay there. Sorry about that. Um, so, as I was saying, um, I forgot what I was saying. I have a question for you. Please. But interrupt whenever you remember what you were saying. So, you went to a performing arts school. Yeah. Um, (laughs) so do you, what, what are your experiences of, because I'm sure there were a lot of kids there who were like, I'm going to be a singer. I'm going to do this. And then I'm sure there were a decent amount of them who just kind of dropped out or not dropped out, but just were like, eh, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, I don't know. What, what are your experiences with that? Like, what have you observed? Yeah. So the school I went to, it wasn't just like music people. It was like dancers, actors, mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. Especially, I'm going to use the dancing department as the kind of the standard. You could tell which people wanted to dance for the rest of their life and which people had no intention of doing so. And those, like I will say one thing about dancers, they are so committed to what they do and they love it. Like you see, I know TikTok is like huge with dancers right now. Like you see it all over the place. And like going to that school, like there was a lot more dancers that actually are doing that. Like now that's one thing I will say about that school is like academically not great, (laughs) but, um, as far as your craft, like I learned so much about guitar and they like all the things that we just mentioned about like the realism of it they tell you all that too 
They oh, don't sugarcoat it at that's all. Good. But I'd say my department was the department of the least people, or the most people rather, that just didn't pan out for music because they were just like, yeah, man, I'm going to go and play guitar. I'm going to play, like, learn a chord. And like, no, dude, it's like more than just that. Right, it's building connections. That school was about building connections. Yeah. If you yeah. walked out of that school and you didn't build connections, you were doing something wrong. Um, and so, yeah, my, my experiences there were probably, I'd say, 70-30. Like 70% actually did stuff with it and like are still doing it today. And it's at least I feel like somewhat that's actually that's, pretty that's, yeah, good. involved in their career. And then yeah. 30% didn't, didn't pan out. That's more than I expected, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel, feel like, like that's pretty school. good. Yeah, and, like, a lot of the people I play music with still are people that, like, I met in high school and, like, played with in high school and Mm -hmm, stuff, so. mm -hmm. And they're they're playing, like, with bands on Broadway. They're on tour. They're, like, huge now. It's, like, there's a girl. Shout out to that school. You know, and and there's there's something to say about um, making friends, building your network of the people that, you know, that you work with um, in kind of your formative years of your craft because those are the years when you're struggling more than any because you're 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 facing that uphill climb right that exponential growth happens you know during that time when you're first starting out because you're going from knowing nothing to being hopefully adequate or or better or good or you know you you know you 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 get that first 90 percent early on and during that time you look for the people that are also doing that same thing that are also in that same path. And those are the people that you're going to end up spending more time with later on because you know what they've been through because mm-hmm. you went through it with them. You know what they're capable of because you went through it with them. You know what they know yeah. because you went through it with them. And those are the people you can trust because of that. So, you know, those those friends, those colleagues, those musicians, bandmates, whatever that you make, you know, that you become friends with early on, keep those people close. You yeah. need that support and encouragement, especially through those years. So, and if you have that closeness, that trust that that you can get during that, especially during that time, you can you can trust that they're going to have a lot more of an unbiased opinion too. Beyond yeah. because at, at some point you're out of school, right. you're out of a place you can't mm-hmm. go to professors anymore. You know you don't have that anymore, uh, and so you have to find other people that can. And you know the people that you are close to and trust their opinion and value their opinion of, you know, is who you turn to. Make yeah, sure they're good people. Yeah, and I think like what's really sad is there are a lot of talented people out there that just don't have the work ethic. Yeah. Like I know so many talented people that can't afford water. Like yeah. they're they 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 just don't have the the ethic for it, and that's sad to me. Um, so you know, surround yourself with people that are going to push you, yeah. and that will allow you to weed to weed out what is for you and what is not for you. And the thing that took me forever to kind of figure out uh, is you don't have to be the best at your craft right now. You do not have to be the best right now. Just have to be unique. You have to be unique, but you have to have the work ethic to keep learning. That's the thing because you might not be the best right now. You might not be the best in the room. You might not be the best in the state. You might not be the best in the country. doesn't matter. But if you're willing to keep working and you're willing to keep putting yourself out there, and you're willing to keep growing, Yeah. then you're going to find people that want to help you and mm-hmm. that you can help in return. Yeah. Some of the most talented people I know are also some of the most like humble people I've yeah. ever met. Yeah. So. You know, who you, surround, who's, who you surround yourself with really matters, but especially if you have that work ethic to match. Yeah. Any other closing arguments, closing thoughts? You know, just sit down and think about it. You know, go find a quiet place uh, and, you know, think about is this life what you want? Yeah. Is that career path something you're willing to make sacrifices for? Yeah. Is it something that you're going to stick with? Because if it's not, it's better to, to learn that early on. Yeah. It's better to, I don't know, if you feel like your passion in life is music, but... You also think that working at Geico gives you like the best chance to like raise a family and yeah. build a life for yourself, then that's a decision that you have to make. Such a specific you know? company. <laughs> I don't know. And, I just, and we don't say all this to try to dissuade you from no, chasing what is I do. Because Patrick aside, <laughs> David and I are both here, 
you know, chasing our dream. We're both here in the act of trying to make this work and trying to mm-hmm. make our livings doing this. So we're by no means trying to dissuade you from chasing that. Yeah. But what we are trying to, to do is warn you uh, or, or, or g- give you give you warnings that maybe we wish we would have had. Yeah. Or that we see other people failing to know about and falling in the pitfalls of. Right. It's just knowing the cost of what you're about to get into. Yeah. That's really what this this conversation is all about. Not saying don't do it. Yeah. But know the cost before you commit. One last thing on this. I know we got to move on to the next topic, but I will say this. Do not listen to the subliminal messaging out there that you must have everything figured out by a certain time. That's everywhere. It's everywhere. Like it could be about marriage or your career or whatever. Okay. Everyone is on a different path. Now, if you're 45 and you're, you know, it's not working, evaluate, right? But I'm talking... Mostly like people, you know, late 20s, early 30s, maybe mid to late 30s. Um, I don't know. Just don't let that scare you away. Because I know that was something that kind of hindered me for a while. It's like, well, I should be married right now. I should have a career right now. I should be making this amount of money right now. And I'm this age. Oh, no, I've failed. Not necessarily. Um, I, I don't, I don't think that's true. And also keep in mind, we just had a worldwide pandemic as well, which kind of put a damper on a lot of people's ability to, to, to get out there and network and stuff. But, but yeah, that's, I would also add, like, if you are 45 or you're older and this is something that you had thought about back in the day and you're like, no, I just, I need to do what's best for my career. Like, I'm not saying quit everything and go start your music um and it is going to be harder if you're older much much harder probably but i do think it's worth like if for some reason you used to play in a band and you haven't picked up music in a really long time because you decided that wasn't the career move that doesn't mean that you have to be done like a there are plenty of bands out there that are you know with older people And there are plenty of things that you can do on the side to help fulfill that need. If you are like David and you are like, I cannot live without music and you have lived this long without doing it. Like I was, I say, I encourage you to pick it back up. Yeah. Because I mean, again, what is the purpose of music? Why, why does everybody love music? It's because it's, it it allows us to have, you know, an emotional escape. It allows us Mm -hmm. to have an emotional outlet. It allows us to literally just communicate with other people without having to speak words necessarily. I mean, there might be lyrics, but it's still different. Yeah. It's still different. And so music isn't locked into some, to some age. Now you, you do have to know like what, again, what you're getting into, what is the life that you're trying to to lead, Mm -hmm. you know, but you goes back to the question we asked earlier, what is your goal in music? Is your goal to have an outlet? Is your goal to have fun? Is your goal to make a living? Is your goal to have a big successful career? You have to take those into account, evaluate where you are, where you want to be with it. Because if all you want to do is play around town with with bands and have fun, do it. Mm-hmm. By all means, do it. Doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. Mm-hmm. If that's all you want, do it. Because that's that's not, you know, that's not this big lifestyle that we've been talking about and saying that there's so much cost for. There's still cost for that. There's still you still have to you still have to pay your dues and your energy and your time and your effort. But it's not the same necessarily as going on the road for eight weeks straight and never seeing hardly a real bed other than maybe a, a cheap hotel room and, you know, poor gas station takeout food because everything else in town is closed by the time your gig is over every single night. It's not that. Right? But you can still have fun. You can still enjoy life. You can still enjoy music without having to do that if that's what you want. You just have to know what you want. You have to decide what you want. I would like to start a petition that we change our motto from professional advice from unprofessionals to, quote unquote, do it by the Spice Girls. Wait, what did you say the motto was? Do it by the Spice Girls. We said, oh, I thought you said unprofessional advice from professional. You did. I did? I thought I said professional advice. I don't know. We'll find out in post. Okay. (laughs) But all that to be said. Do it. If you love music, have fun. Do it. And I would say do it by, what's his name? The Spice Girls. No. 
the Spice Girls. Yeah, yeah. If you can't think of what the other one is, oh, then Spice uh, Lord Girls. Sidious. Just do it. You're I mean, I was, Shia LaBeouf. I was thinking Shia LaBeouf, oh, but just, Lord Sidious is right too. <laughs> no, do it. Yeah. Spice Girls. Do it. Do you y'all seen that meme where he's like holding up a Mountain Dew and he's like, do it. Yes, yeah. I love that. I think meme. I showed you that. One. I love it. Okay, meme. we're gonna take oh. another quick break, and we're gonna come back and talk about some recent music news, and it's gonna get a little controversial. Oh, oh, oh rallies. Yum. Yum. Oh, that's Red Robins. You're an idiot. You didn't even Damn sing O'Reilly right. Have you been enjoying Successfully Unsigned? Then check out all of our other content on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and everywhere you can stream podcasts. Don't forget about our exclusive artist interviews and performances right here with Successfully Unsigned. Join us and like, comment, follow, subscribe, share with all of your friends, and tell us what your thoughts are about being an artist in the music industry. Welcome back. <laughs> oh, I guess I did it kind of loud. Sorry. Um, so, we're going to talk about some recent music news. <gasps> oh my goodness, you just knocked down Trina and Tori. Wait, I think you did. She wants to sing again. You're gay. You're gay. Yeah. When I make it shine. Make it shine. That's the motto of this podcast. Oh, no. um, I don't think it is. You don't have to be afraid to put your dreams in action. Oh. You're never going to fade. You'll be the main attraction. Actually, I know no, I'm the main attraction. Be. You will not Ooh. be. You will not be. Okay. I'm sorry. What's good? <laughs> uh, do, you, do you need to go to the hospital again? Is this He's having a stroke. Stop. Stop. Okay. <laughs> Music news. So, I'm sure you all have heard about Miss Lizzo. Do you have like a... Dun, dun, dun? That's all I got right now. <laughs> Not sure if that's the one. Oh, I got this one. I got this one. Ooh. No, is explain a- the situation now. Okay, so on August fourth, Fester, twenty eighteen. Having a stroke. Wait, it's not twenty eighteen. It's twenty twenty three. On August something twenty twenty three, Lizzo. It came out that Lizzo was is being sued by her former backup dancers because she called them a bunch of fatties. Oh, and it's like, no. girl, pot calling the kettle black. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can say that I'm fat. Okay. <laughs> what? Anyway, I am legally obese. So he brought don't out the come L word legally. Oh I my am. gosh, both of y'all say it the L words. Um, right. Y'all cannot say anything though because you're not fat, so leave it to me. You literally, bro. <laughs> you On every Instagram post I make, you always like, why your belly out? Why your big old fat belly out? You literally called me fatty like two days ago. When? Did Monday. You both just deep throated a pizza. I mean, it's. <laughs> oh, we need to cut that. Um. It's a joke. Oh my gosh. I can't. We're all tired here. I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway, I look, your belly was sticking out. So yeah, that's but you your were going to call me fatty for it. I wasn't calling you fat for it. I was saying that your belly, like your physical belly, not like your belly is like out because you're fat. Your belly is out because you like, you let your shirt ride up till literally it's a crop top. And my hands was like, it was not a crop top. A crop top way up here. My hands were here. My belly were here. I'm just saying. Why are you looking? Anyway, it was out in the open for everyone to see. It was literally in the middle of the picture. It was the last photo. Why are you scrolling? <laughs> you don't want me to scroll on your posts? <laughs> anyway. Also, I think that like every episode now, we should do the dramatic music and that make somebody like that was narrate something. Yeah, I enjoyed that. It was a lot of pressure, though. I thought it was 2018. Under pressure. Okay. Um, so... I would like to redact my um, joke because I really don't want to offend anyone. Look, here's the thing. I <laughs> am adult. Uh, because I realized I was saying it about uh, a woman and like being a fat woman versus being a fat man are two very different things. And so all jokes aside, like I don't want to, you know, send any hate or anything, but it is kind of. I'm not gonna lie, the memes are pretty funny, okay? The memes are pretty funny. But the memes are good. So, <laughs> okay. 
Um, oh so God. yes, Lizzo is being sued by a bunch of former dancers, backup dancers, because she would so, allegedly, allegedly, um, basically like make comments on their weight. Um, she made it a very like toxic work environment. There's also some like sexual harassment charges. Some pretty major. So ones. yeah, like some really gross stuff that um uh I don't remember enough <laughs> to keep up <laughs> with that. Gonna, I thought you were gonna explain the banana thing next. Ooh, no, no, I don't even really know what it is, and I I ain't, I ain't gonna get into it. Um, mm-hmm. but I can look it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can Google what's all going on. Um, or, or but not. there was someone else who came out and was like, "Oh, I was making a documentary about Lizzo back in yeah. 2019, and I quit mid project because she was just so nasty." It was a female producer or director yes, or something like yes. that. Yes, yeah. and so it's a really big deal because Lizzo, who is a fat black woman, I'm not using fat in a negative term. Fat is not a negative term, people. Anyway. Um, fatty. <laughs> Did y'all just hear this? Man? People are so confused. Did y'all right just now? hear this? Man? So to confused. quote, to quote Demi Lovato, "Hey, fatty, hey, fatty." <laughs> From what? <laughs> I don't know. Some random internet video. <laughs> Anyways, um, but <laughs> but she is like she is a plus size woman who has. All of her, like, a lot of her music is about being, like, I am comfortable in my body, like, I don't care, and, like, I love myself, which it has been amazing. Like, it has been uplifting for me, who is, I, like, I do not have the experience that a fat woman goes through, that a fat black woman goes through. And so, that is, it for her music to, like, translate, have you guys ever really listened to any of Lizzo's songs? No, I know she plays the flute pretty well. Yes, yes. Yeah, I have heard about that, yeah. Um, y- uh, y'all should actually... Well, now it's kind of like, uh, should I, I don't know. Separate the art and the artist. That's a whole different conversation. John Mayer. Yeah, exactly. So... <laughs> you're gay! You're gay! <laughs> Sorry, John Mayer. Um, <laughs> but I don't know her music is very uplifting it's just like it just makes you feel really good it makes you feel like you can conquer the world and so a lot of people were very obviously upset because a it'd be upsetting to hear about any artist making a hostile work environment for their backup dancers but on top of that to bring in negative um comments about their weight especially in 2023 it's like seriously and then on top of that, it's coming from this woman who has like marketed her, her whole brand to be self love and not care like not care if I'm big or it, what my body looks like. And the thing is, is that Lizzo is healthy. Like she is constantly dancing. She is like if you, if any someone like wants to say or something of like if you watch her show. She is moving so much. Like, she works out, but she's just a bigger woman. And so it's like, okay, like, here's an example where it's not like she's just, like, constantly just shoving cake down her throat or something. But it is just very disheartening to see. And it's like, oh, when I hear her music, I'm just kind of like, well, now I don't necessarily believe you. Because you're coming here to tell yeah. all of a, all of your fans that mm-hmm. love yourself, do this, do this. But then you're turning around and making fun of your dancers who are probably dancing actually more than you. And are at least, at the very least, extremely active. Because you have to be as a dancer. Isn't this all part of like a TV show that they're doing? What? Like that she's doing? Isn't I don't she know. doing like a show with it? I don't know about that. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think that's part of it. It's like a, it's like a reality show where Lizzo takes like all these women that are on the heavier side and they compete to like be the dancer think, or whatever. I think the ones that are suing her are just from her um, touring, yeah, touring crew. That's what it sounds okay. like. Because it was, it was people that toured with her for some time. Yeah, and put up with it for some time. Right. And were like, no. Yeah. Um. But also, I forgot what I was gonna say. Just be careful if you if you're gonna establish a brand image for yourself, be sure that you back that up. I yes, mean, you, you, uh, I, I, personas are a thing. Personas are are a thing, and that's okay, right? 
your 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 public persona doesn't have to necessarily be a perfect match for who you are. But if you're going to bring any kind of morality standards on board to your to your public image, that should match up with who you are. Yeah. You shouldn't yes. try to make some kind of moral or political or religious statement about who you are and then your lifestyle be the complete opposite. Yes. Yes. Right. There, I remember I was going to say, there was um, a song that she did called Rumors with Cardi B, and now people are pointing that out because she's like, all the rumors are true, yeah, in the song, which is obviously like a very tongue-in-cheek song, but then she also talks about how um, uh, signed an NDA, no loose lips, or something like that, or she mentions an NDA, and it's like, is she was this actually true? Was she literally like showing us through our face, like... Here's what's going on, and I don't care. I don't know. It, it's probably not that deep, but it's just very interesting. Um, and like I said, the memes are really funny. The whole thing with the flute. Do you guys know about the whole Colleen Ballinger apology video? No. no. <sighs> I could do a whole episode on that. But basically, there's a YouTuber, Colleen Ballinger. You guys know who Miranda Sings is, though, right? Yeah. No. I do. Yes, you do. Hey, guys, it's Miranda. Yeah, she's the... Lipstick. Yeah. She's like the female friend. I can't, I can't with homeschoolers. I'm sorry. If you're homeschooled, I'm sorry. I just can't with you sometimes. Um, <laughs> actually, no. Homeschoolers probably love Miranda Sings. Probably. Or I'm sure there are a bunch yeah. that do. Anyway. But she is has been this YouTuber for like 10, 15 years. Well, a few years ago, some guy had exposed her. He, she was like talking about sexual situations with him when he was like pretty young. And then... Um, it just kind of like got swept under the rug and then it came back again mm. recently and more stuff came out and she did not talk about it for two weeks. Like she was ra- radio silence for two weeks and she comes back and does an apology video that's 10 minutes long of her playing the ukulele. This man literally had zero reaction to that. Well, I'm trying to see who she is. I'm looking her up. Yes. You've never seen her? Does she even play the ukulele? Yes, she has. But I mean, it's also like the same chords that are super easy that everyone does. I mean, she doesn't like... She doesn't look familiar at all? I mean, maybe. Okay. But not enough for me to be like... Like, I know I've seen this picture, but I think that's probably just from memes. That's the face. But like, the rest of this, I... Either way... Man, I can't... 10 minutes of her playing the ukulele doing an apology video, which she wasn't really apologizing, but it's kind of a banger. She did end up, she ended up putting a minute of it on Spotify so that she could copyright it every time someone made a meme on it. It's a wild situation. Look it up. I'm sure you guys already know about it, but then people are like making memes from that into Lizzo of her like, They'd like show a video of her playing the flute and they'd be like, Lizzo's apology video. <laughs> as far as I know, she hasn't said anything. I'll be honest, y'all. We did not do any research on this. We just started talking. Unprofessional it's advice. With, it's three guys with some mics saying we have a podcast right oh here. Oh my goodness. I know. I, and like, I literally <laughs> made a fat joke and I am fitting into the misogynist stereotype. Oh I promise gosh. I am not... I like think I, said, I think our viewers are mature enough to distinguish, but they don't actually. David, think, have you ever spent a day on the internet? Yes, <laughs> and I'm not afraid of it. You must be new here. I'm saying, like, I think our viewers can distinguish what's like a joke and what's yes. You, yes. They don't actually think you believe that. Yeah, clearly, I love. You don't. Liz- well, I loved Lizzo. Like, I seriously would actively listen to her, and so it makes me. It does make me disappointed. It's one of those things where it's like, obviously. Don't put too much trust in your in celebrities because they're ninety nine percent of the time gonna let you down because they're mm. a celebrity, they're human. We put them on pedestals, mm. but yeah. at the same end, like they're in a position of power, so it's bound to happen. But it is just kind of like a huge slap in the face to. It'd be one thing if it was like, oh, Lizzo like made this one bad decision. And it's just kind of like separate. No, she like literally went against her entire brand for a while. And yes, and has like created this terrible, like done the exact opposite of what she has made her goal. And so it's just really disheartening. And I'm interested to see if she does say anything on it and kind of what happens from here. Um, I don't think anyone's truly 
cancelable cancelable um so i'm sure she'll still be able to make music and be fine but mm. it is just definitely sad mm. i mean we'll see what happens in the coming weeks and months with the court cases i mean none of none of it has been necessarily seen before a court of law and it is supposed to be innocent until proven guilty so there there is that to be said um i mean right now the things that have come out seem fairly overwhelmingly against her yeah. but that yeah. being said we're also three guys on a podcast yeah you know hundreds of miles away from where this is happening so take that with a grain of salt lizzo but, i would just like to say truth hurts that's one of her songs mm. nice reference Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, yeah. You should you should be on a podcast. Mm. You ever thought about it? He'd be good. He'd be really good. Well, thank y'all <laughs> for hanging out with us. Oh, this is so chaotic. This is quite the episode. It's great. Go watch Victorious and don't listen to Lizzo. But listen to us. Listen, listen to, us. to us. Yes. Uh, uh, Instagram, Facebook. YouTube, YouTube Shorts, TikTok, TikTok, please TikTok, Facebook too, please. Oh my goodness, we need more yeah, followers. Come on, boomers, we need you. We need you to come through for us. Okay, all at successfully unsigned for the most part. I think podcasts, or I think TikTok is like SU podcast or something. Unsigned podcast. Unsigned podcast. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. All right, guys. Okay. We'll see you next time.